and, and I think sometimes, you know, if you tend to, if you put up with a lot of this stuff, you can start to feel really resentful, you know, and that can actually then make the relationship worse. You know, you're holding on to things and then there can be lots of arguments over really small things. Hello and a warm welcome to Successful Student Transitions, A Time to Thrive. Now maybe you're facing a big life change. You're moving to university, a year abroad, a work placement or out into the world of work. Times of change like these can be both exciting and challenging. Our aim is to support you as you step out, find your new gear and thrive in this next stage of your life. Now, as you may have guessed from the short excerpt, today we're talking about what to do when relationships go wrong. As you move on to the next stage in life, you will meet new people, form new relationships, and many will be healthy and happy experiences. But things don't always run smoothly. What do you do then? How do you cope and manage relationship challenge and breakdown? Listen on as we share some strategies for coping with relationship challenge. So welcome to the second relationship podcast in our fundamental series. And in this podcast, we're going to be talking about when there are challenges in relationships. So things like conflict, maybe when a relationship feels one-sided, feelings of discomfort, when relationships end. In this transition from school or or, um, when you're making new friends, you're making new connections, you're going to meet lots of new people. And the reality is, is that some of these will work out and some of them won't, as we've talked about before. And I'm sure you've all had some maybe good and not so good experiences of this happening in the past. So we want to kind of talk to you a little bit more about it as as you're a young adult. Um, And remember what we talked about before about students reporting it can take a whole year. Louise said this in the last one for sometimes it takes students a whole year to develop friendships um, when they start university. Um, Some are built and some don't make it to that deeper level. You might have those strong ties, but maybe a lot of kind of weaker ties, too. And if you're starting work again, it might take you some time to make those develop. Uh, relationships develop because you're busy kind of doing work and stuff but it's a great place to to forge relationship so this podcast is relevant to all kinds of relationships friends close friends and romantic relationships and you might want to listen to the previous one when we discussed about the importance of how to make and nurture relationships and this is especially important when you're settling in at university or work when you're building this new network for you. And we're also going to be talking back about the well-being bucket metaphor um, when we're talking about relationship. It's about your bucket and knowing that other people have buckets too. So it's not just all about you. It's about, you know, that reciprocal nation, uh, nature of, of, um, of relationships. So here we are, we're going to start talking about discussing challenge in relationships. The first thing I'd say, it's important to know that friendships can change. And you likely know that for yourself. You know, there are times um, that friendships, you've known friendships that add to your well-being and you can add to their bucket as well. So there are times when you're filling up your bucket and they're filling up yours. But there's also times when less 
when when those when those kind of relationships are draining from your bucket um and there's not that feeling of sort of give and take um and actually there's a number of reasons why kind of friendships these issues might arise so let's think about why kind of relationship challenges are there you know if relationships are important to you and it's something you hold val- you hold strongly and really value as they often are in young adults when you're starting out in new places that friendship's important then if there are difficulties you could feel it really quite keenly it's that double-sided coin that i think we've talked about before one side of the coin is about the good stuff the things that are important to you like having a set of really good friends and the other side of the same coin is the challenging stuff maybe when there are issues in relationships and friendships and because they're one side and the other side of a coin they're both linked so if friendships are kind of really important to you and there's some difficulties it's going to be cause you a lot of anxiety so we also have to think about that you know this might be even more true when you've left your friendships and and they're behind you in in your in school and you're forging out and making new ones in in any transition so if there's a challenge there especially in the early days it might be quite tricky yeah indeed and you know i guess you have to think about the context in which you're living as well your environment because you know it might be the first time that you're house sharing living closely with other people your age um and you know issues can arise that they relate to tasks that you've not had to do before you know how do you work together as a group to pay bills um how do you divvy up the household tasks and make sure that everyone washes up their pots and pans <laughs> and all take the different responsibilities and people might have different ideas about that and you've got to negotiate as a group um how you're going to work together and that that can be a, a real challenge um and there will also likely be a change in your family relationships so imagine at your university or going away to work somewhere um you you're away from home maybe there's i'm sure there's going to be less or different contact with your family which could also cause a, some conflict but being away from home with all that independence that brings and then you're away for prolonged periods and then on holidays or extended periods like maybe over the summer if you're you're a university student you might come back home and you might have changed but things at home won't have changed and that could be a kind of source of challenge and if we think back to one of the students that we interviewed she talked about that as well about having to renegotiate that entry back into home again from being very independent to being mindful of your back in your family's house again yeah yeah i think that was raffy wasn't it we'll put a link the transcript for that um you know i think also you know, when you, you're moving to a new place, new context, you've got new responsibilities, you know, for yourself that you haven't had before. Um, and probably different nature of relationships as well. And so when those, those challenges arise in those relationships, it's often quite difficult to face them um, and probably quite tempting to avoid them, really. Um, you know, how, how do you approach somebody who's upsetting you 
Um, for one, perhaps one of the reasons I mentioned before, you know, in, the, in your accommodation and your sharing responsibilities and tasks and they're not pulling their weight. Now, how do you approach them and talk about that in a way that's not going to damage, hopefully, you know, the environment for everyone? Um, and so you worry about that. You don't know how to raise the issue. And then you start to overthink it and, you know, it grows, um, grows in its, its size and becomes something it actually probably wasn't in the first place. So and that's all totally understandable because it's all new to you. Um, and also, I suppose, you know, if you've had fairly smooth experience of relationships, in fact, if you've been at school and you've had similar best friends for a long time, um, you might not think that conflict and disagreements are expected in relationships. Um, you know, it may not have been part of the pattern of the relationships before, or there might have been some avoidance about it in the past. And so you simply steer clear of those situations. Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's right. And, you know, it is, it's, it, we were going to talk about skills today as well, but it's, it's like you do need a skill set to kind of think about how am I going to do this? And, you know, if you've never observed other people resolving, and I'm going to, we're going to use this word today, repairing issues, um, working through things and finding that when you do that, there can be greater connection. If you've never had that experience, it might be really difficult for you to kind of be brave enough and just say, um, can I talk about something that's really an issue for me here? Um, or maybe you've had an experience that when you did do it, it didn't end well. So that can maybe kind of get in the way of you kind of trying to um, restore and, 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 and do it again. And if we were going back to kind of like talking from last time as well, what if you're somebody that always puts everybody else's needs before them? What if you are kind of what people call a people pleaser? You might say, oh, I, I can't even talk about any of these difficult things. It's all too hard. That might also kind of, get in the way of you challenging things and, um, um, you know, and then issues continue. Yeah, yeah. And I think also another thing to notice that, you know, when relationships change, this is a transition in itself, you know, so you're transitioning to a new environment, but then the relationship development, your experience is a transition. And then if things go wrong, that's another transition. So, we perhaps refer you back at this stage to um, episode one where we talked about the transition cycle. Um, but just to note here that often, you know, you will feel a mix of feelings um, and it can feel challenging and uncomfortable. And it's a time to reflect and act in line with what's important to you. So we talked about values in the previous episode and understanding what's important to you in the relationship, uh, your values for relationships. So perhaps Think about those and think about how this issue is perhaps contravening those values. And that would probably explain why you're feeling as you do. So a little bit of kind of inward thinking there, reflection, isn't there, Louise? And also some skills we're going to talk about as well, about how you actually kind of bring these things up if it's if you've never been able to do that before. But it, it might be worth thinking now about just noticing what what might be holding you back from raising kind of challenging when things aren't going well in your relationship it could be one of those things or it may even be something else you know on top of that but having some insight about why you're not 
you know, you know, speaking up for yourself or why you're not wanting to kind of raise an issue and work towards repair, it, it could be a useful thing to think about. So we're after, after you've done that, you know, we're going to think about, well, what are healthy relationships and what are unhealthy relationships? And last in the last podcast, we we talked a lot about, you know, when you're making new relationships, you know, the things that you have to think about and know about. And, and, and you know, Louise just mentioned that word values. Know what you value in the relationship. Know what fits you well. Know what feels good for you. Um, and in the previous podcast, we talked about, um, you know, those signs of autonomy, empathy, authenticity, generosity, affection, you know, being open to sharing difficulties and vulnerabilities. So if you feel you can't be yourself, that you can't make your own choices, that you feel that connection isn't there with warmth and understanding, if you feel your needs are being ignored, if you feel your vulnerabilities are being exploited, if you feel excluded, so it's almost like the opposite of all those healthy relationships. Sounds like a time to act. And other common difficulties often include somebody lies to you, if people share confidential information. Remember we talked about presence the last time, about so just not being there for you and, and put downs. If there's unreliability disregarding your feelings, you know, I say put downs instead of put ups. You know, be aware if you're feeling uncomfortable or not safe in a relationship. You might feel controlled, someone's possessive or demanding. They want to keep you from mixing with others. And you're always feeling that kind of self-doubt when you're in the person, with this person or some people. Am I doing the right thing? You know, am I going to be accepted for who I am? There might be lots of replaying of situations, you know, what they've said, what you said, and you're, you're kind of trying to make sense of it. So those are kind of signs of unhealthy relationships. And you've got to think about what's the cost of being in a relationship like this, or what's the cost of this relationship remaining in this state? Um, I'm sure we've all found ourselves at one time or other in a bit of a relationship, maybe. And 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 I know for me, if I ever feel like my needs are or my voice is shut down, I kind of think, mm, where's the space for me in this relationship? I don't know. What's what's the cost for you in a and you kind of notice that maybe this is not the best relationship for you, Louise. Have you? Maybe yeah, I mean, I think yeah, it's it's about that space for you. It's about feeling that you've been heard, um, and that your contributions are appreciated. I think probably to a relationship, and oh, that there's an equality. I don't, I don't mean total equality, but there's a kind of evenness, if you like, to the contribution you're making and the other person's making, that you're not doing all the running all the time, um, and that you're heard. Yeah, certainly for me, you know, there have been times when I've realised I'm not, I'm not being heard, and, you know, that, that's a death knell in some ways. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you need to talk it through and everything, but, you know, when somebody isn't able to... Well, in, interested actually I think would be more the point in actually hearing you and, and you know, wanting to hear what you have to say about things and 
you know, that doesn't bode well, I think, for the relationship. And I think also there's this kind of security around relationships. You know, I, I mean, I think relationships provide you with a sense of safety. I think that's how it should be. And if you're not feeling safe in the relationship, um, you know, whether it's a romantic one or, or a, a, a good friendship, um, then, yeah. That's 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 definitely challenging. Signal, isn't it? It's a signal that it's not working. Yeah. Mm. And and I think sometimes you know if you tend to if you put up with a lot of this stuff, you can start to feel really resentful, you know, and mm. that can actually then make the relationship worse. You know, you're holding on to things, and then there can be lots of arguments over really small things, and you're not addressing the bigger thing, the main issue of stuff. So it can it can feel really well all those opposites of a healthy relationship and feel really messy and feel like you were saying Louise kind of unsafe. So let's think first about repairing and restoring a fracture or a challenge in a relationship. And like 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 we were talking about, relationships are a process. So repair is also a process. So it's much more than a, an apology. I'm sorry I did that. And I kind of like a lot of the kind of restorative practice work around this, where there's a a joint conversation or whether someone has the the kind of courage and, and bravery and challenge. And often if there's difficulties in both sides, it takes a little bit of kind of somebody stepping up and saying, I'm going to say what's going on here, you know, um, and, you know, having that starting the conversation about it with the opener, like, for instance, you know, I've been feeling left out and I'd like to talk about it because I really value the friendship. So you notice what I'm kind of saying there. Notice the I message, like I'm taking responsibility for my feelings much better than you are excluding me, which is likely going to end up with, no, I'm not, somebody being very defensive. Um, So Taking those, people talk about those I messages, you're sure you've heard them before. I'm feeling this. I've been wondering about this. I'm noticing this has been happening. Um, But also about why you want to talk. Because I value the friendship. I value, you know, the times that we spend together when we've been doing X, Y, and Z. So it's a clear message. There's an issue and I want to do something about it because it's really important. So questions from a restorative approach would be when you're going into talking about it, you know, what's the difficulty, you know, here? What, what is our issue? What's been happening? Um, who's been affected and how? So it might say, well, when I've been when I've been feeling a little bit kind of like left out and I wasn't invited to that party that everybody I kind of I was feeling really lonely and I was thinking, have I done something wrong? Um, um, and I've started to think about, you know, is this worth a, a friendship worth saving? And 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 maybe I've gone off with other people. So you kind of think about what's the difficulty, who's been affected and how, and also be thinking about what roles each of you have played in it. So you might take some responsibility. So, you know. And of course, when you came back from that party, I never even asked you how it had gone, you know, or I snapped at you or, you know, I did this thing. So obviously that's going to add to that tricky dynamic. Um, and importantly, think be thinking about 
when you've heard the story and you've you've kind of seen what's been happening and that kind of dance of stuff that sometimes goes on, you know, what needs to happen to make repairs in the relationship for things to move forward? What do you want me to do? What could you do? What could I do? You know, thinking about, you know, this is an important thing if you agree that. Um, and then monitor how that's going to go. Yeah. And I think, you know, you, know, you need to know that you know, for the plan to work, you know, it takes time to return to sort of that healthy relationship, I guess. You know, if you think about the time and investment it takes to create a relationship in the first place, referring back to the the, the other episode where we talked about 36 hours, um, three hour blocks of, you know, of intense time. You know, if, if a relationship is, is challenged and you're needing to set sort of some new um, and have conversations and, and, and create some sort of new ways of thinking about it, that's going to probably take time and effort too um, on both sides. Um, yeah, so really important. It may take time to repair the relationship. It may not be an overnight thing. And kind of you're getting back to settled again if we're going to use that mm. The transition cycle talk about the transitions of these things so there's been that upset so you need to get back to settled and it might take a bit of time to do that but what what about when you feel that a friendship or a relationship is finished and it's not good for you you know what do you do about it what how do you end it and for some of them to be perfectly honest you might just have to walk away to protect yourself it's important for you to know that in certain circumstances especially if you're feeling unsafe or if you know that this has been quite a controlling um, kind of relationship you've been in, to know that that is a really healthy choice that you can make. You can walk away from it. Um, and in other situations, it's helpful for you and the other person involved to have a good goodbye. Now, you've heard this from us before, so it's not a new thing. Um, and just like we talked about the transition cycle in episode two, um, endings can be tricky. And likely you'll all know that term ghosting, you know, when a friend or a partner ends all communication. There are no calls, no responses to your contact. The relationship has ended without any opportunity to discuss or make repairs. And what it can do is like leave the person who's been ghosted, feeling rejected, confused, with lots of questions about oh, what have I done? What have I said? You know, really a lot of self-doubt, not knowing what's happening. And it's certainly not a good ending. And we know that social rejection is painful because research indicates that the pain regions in your brain are the same for both physical pain and for social exclusion. So being rejected is the same as, you know, having really bad physical pain, it, it hurts. So ghosting, you know, if you, you can look at some of the, the reasons why people might ghost on you, ghosting can often be about people making negative predictions about, oh, I'm going to feel so uncomfortable about ending this connection and I'm not going to be able to handle it and I'm never going to do it well and it must just be so difficult. So it could be about people avoiding discomfort about talking about their own emotions. Um, and ghosting also might happen if 
if the person who's ghosted you might be thinking off into the future and be thinking, oh, actually, this relationship isn't going anywhere. This isn't the person for me. This is not a long-term relationship. So it's, again, leaving instead of communication. And both scenarios can give you information about that other people, about that other person, that they might be someone who's never being able to repair or resolve things. They might find it really hard to talk about their own emotions. For all those reasons we talked about initially in the podcast, um, they've had not had a good experience or they might not know how to talk about their emotions or they might not have been, you know, they might not have observed people repairing and things being better as a result of it. So you have to know that if you're being ghosted, Sometimes it's not about you, it's about the other person. But of course, we're also going to be thinking about there might be an I in there, there might be something about you in it as well. But if people can't end things well, that that can be an issue. And you think about how do you how do you restore relationships with somebody um, anyway if they if they kind of behave like that? So the advice about ending relationships takes us back about what healthy relationships look like. To be honest, to be authentic, to explain how you feel, even though that might be hard in the short term for you to express your thoughts and feelings, to actually tolerate that bit of discomfort. Um, You might feel it could be difficult to say those things to that other person or other people, But of course, if you do it with those good friendship skills, with empathy, with kindness, then hopefully it'll bring closure and healing in the longer term. And not people then texting, why won't you talk to me? Why are you being ghosted? You know, so there's, you know, you want to try and make a good, clear goodbye with endings completed. It's tricky to do, but it's a healthy way to do it. So in terms of goodbyes, you know, one of the things that we've shared with you before is that raft framework, the repair, the affirmation, the farewell, the think ahead. And we've, we shared that in relation to you leaving school in particular, but of course it could be about leaving university or leaving your work, or it's also about how you leave relationships. Um, and Louise is going to talk through... Um, her kind of thoughts about how you might use raft creatively in this process. Yes. So as you're having that authentic and honest conversation, this perhaps gives you a bit of a framework for how you might approach it. Yeah. And the R, the first R is for repair or reconciliation. And it's all about, you know, how to mend. And I I suppose if you're breaking up, you're not really mending, Um, but you are kind of, hopefully setting perhaps a, a you know a solid foundation for understanding for why what's happening is happening so it's that explanation in a way that is clear um that helps the other person to understand why you are where you are um and okay you're not repairing the relationship in the sense of getting back together again but you are sort of reconciling to them to the situation and helping them to understand your side of it and, and why you're feeling as you are and then also you know it's important for you to to 
repair yourself because it's not a pleasant thing to do. So it's important to give yourself time and the inner compassion around the whole situation to know that I'm ending this in the best way I possibly can. I'm um, okay. Yes, I recognize it's hurting someone else, perhaps. Um, but I am being honest and authentic in this and doing it in the kindest way I can. So there's that inner compassion and you know, self-compassion around the situation too. Um, and then the affirmation is the A in raft. You know, and that's that's about confirming and affirming what, what was and what was of value, I think, in the relationship to you. Because of course there would have been something of value and, and the reason for you to have been friends or for the relationship to be to have happened so something that you cared about and and you want to you know make that person aware that that was the case um and that you valued that even though that there is now going to be a change to the relationship um but knowing you know this is about the importance of making a good ending for both of you um and farewells you know being honest here you know this is is goodbye um you know there's not going to be we're not going to come back to this um you know this, this is the end so being clear about that but also recognizing that it's painful for both of you um and emotionally challenging for both of you so knowing that personally for yourself and recognizing that you're not going to feel great in the next few days and weeks um perhaps months sometimes depending on the relationship you know it takes time to heal take time to heal whether you're the one ending it or the one on the receiving end of being ended it takes time it does get better I can honestly tell you that it does get better um but it takes time um and also you know this farewell gives you the opportunity to wish well for the future and you know to end on a good good understanding and then finally thinking ahead so the t stands for think ahead um you know there will be new relationships so take some time to remind yourself about what you know qualities and aspects of a relationship are healthy for you um what works for you um and how you know other relationships that you have are going to help you get through this they're going to fill your bucket your well-being bucket you can call on those as support um and perhaps encourage the other person to think about that too you know who can they call on support to help you fill their well-being bucket too so learning to navigate relationship challenges and endings is often a whole new experience isn't it at work or university because you're often in contact with a much bigger and wider group of people and be aware that in that push and pull to make friends and good relationships sometimes you might need some social rest so listen to the podcast about rest and recovery because you know, people talk about that friendship frenzy and even kind of like conjuring that up at the moment. So that 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 desire to scramble and make friends, you know, it might be that you need a bit of rest from it and you need a bit of downtime and just kind of say, I'm going to give myself a bit of, I'm not going to go out tonight. I'm going to be stay at, stay at home. So listen back to that rest recovery where we talk about social rest in there. Because, you know, finding friends and wanting your friends can be, you know, a big drain on your well-being bucket. And the last thing we're going to kind of say is that 
in university or in work, wherever you wherever you end up, there will be support for you if you've got relationship challenges. And often there's really great information and ways to access support. Um, so on websites or uh, well-being hubs, or I'm sure there are places in, in work too that if there are issues there about some you know relationships that you can go and talk to people. So it's important to ask for help and remember that first podcast, one of the first series we talked about, the forcing to ask for help. So if relationship issues are getting in the way, you know, there are places where you can go and ask for help. So remember about old friends as well as new ones, about family and even professional support. As relationships are really important to us and a really fundamental part of us being able to thrive, if you've got some issues with it, with any, with any of this kind of relationship stuff, remember you can ask for help. So we hope we've kind of helped you navigate a little bit way through giving you some skills and understanding about these relationship challenges for you. And next time we meet, we're going to uh, continue our fundamental series um, about the important things that are really you know, necessary for you to thrive in your new place. So till next time. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope that this episode has given you some ideas for dealing with tricky friendships and approaches for managing relationship breakdown. Please do reach out for support from your wellbeing support team or relationship counsellors if you're facing relationship challenges that are impacting significantly on your wellbeing. There is help out there for you. We mentioned the following additional resources in this conversation. The RAFT framework, R-A-F-T, which you can learn more about by listening to episode one and two of the podcast. We talked about the rest and recovery episode, which is part of the wellbeing fundamentals. Do you rest enough? That's episode 27. And we also talked about asking for help, why it helps to ask. And you can access that by looking for episode six. Please help us in supporting other young people by following and reviewing this podcast on your podcast app of choice and sharing it with your friends and networks. Thank you so much. We'll be back next week with the next instalment. Meanwhile, have a great week. And now for the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information on this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk.